Before we get started, would you pray with me and for me? Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for this opportunity to come together here to recognize you as our Lord and our Savior. And Father, that's our purpose here this morning. And all that we say and all of the things that we do, Father, we're trying to glorify you with our lives. Help us, Father, when we fail. We pray that we might be encouraged when we do. And we thank you for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen. Well, I'm glad that you're here this morning, as I've already said. Considering all the things that are going on around the world, I'm personally glad to be here, be able to get out and to, to walk and to be around other people. But I do have a question for you this morning. For everyone who's here, whether you're a member of this church, whether you're visiting or whatever, this pertains to everybody. And I say it sincerely. I'm, I'm really concerned in this question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you ever thought of that question as a concept before of being ready? I had never thought about that as a concept or a process or whatever you want to call it. I have a hard time calling it a concept, but I don't know what else to call it. But each and every day and all the things that we do, we have to get ready. You have to get ready for everything that you do. I'll use myself for example this morning. When I, uh, in the morning when I wake up, boy, the one thing that I want is a cup of coffee. I just got to have that cup of coffee and sure would be nice if when I woke up somebody was there to hand it to me, but there's not. I mean, uh, hint, hint, you know, if you want to do that, that's all right, but, uh, <laughs> but there's not, so... When I hit the floor, I gotta find my my house shoes. I gotta find my glasses. I gotta stumble in the bathroom, you know, and do all the things that we do in the morning, and uh, have to wash my face and brush my teeth and do all those things, and stumble in the kitchen, find the coffee maker and turn it on, and all of those things for a cup of coffee. Our life is consumed with things that we do in order to get ready. We're constantly involved in getting ready. Those of you who are natural-born Texans will know what I say. If you've been here for quite a while, you know, 10 or 15 years, you know, you've been infected with this disease, too, of saying fixin'. Everybody know what fixin' is? Boy, I tell you what, when I was in the Navy, that was one thing that I was ribbed about the most. When I said, fix, I'm fixing to go to lunch, you want to go? What are you going to fix for lunch, you know? This all the time, fixing. So, that's the same thing as getting ready. We're fixing to do something. We're always fixing to do something. Even in the book, in the scriptures, we see time and time again where we encouraged to get ready. And that's talked about over and over and over with different people that are recorded in Scripture about getting ready or doing things for something that's coming in the future, or getting ready. I could give you just a whole list. You know, if I could go through my concordance, you know, just Scripture after Scripture after Scripture about getting ready. 
just the word ready. We're constantly getting ready. And I'm going to use two passages of Scripture this morning to illustrate that. But before I do, I want to talk about something else, just as to interject here. At the end of our service, we have what's called an invitation time. And it is truly an invitation. Marianne will go to the piano, and Jennifer will sing, and lead us in an invitation song. And that whole purpose for that song and for that point in the service is to invite you. It's not necessarily that we invite you, but the Lord invites you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you're invited to come and make Him Lord of your life. You have to have faith in Him. You have to confess Him as Lord and Savior. He says, if you'll confess me before man, I'll confess you who's my Father in heaven. We have to believe. We have to repent. The Romans, the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Rome, tells us about repenting. Uh, then we're baptized. Scripture tells us that we need to be baptized in order to be saved. Then we have to walk. Acts, or, you know, Acts 238 tells us that we're baptized into him and we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit to walk with us the rest of our lives. So the invitation time is for those who want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. Secondly, you know, you may have a problem in your life that you need prayer for, and the elders are here to pray for you and to help you. Or maybe you're a Christian and just moved in the area and you want to make this your church home, just like Chris and Margaret did last week. Come forward and say, I want to be a part of this group. That's mainly what it is. So those things are what's happening at the invitation time. And I just want to inject those in here so when we have the invitation time that people will know what we're doing. Back to the sermon. Are you ready? There's several different scriptures. This one that I'm going to use this morning is recorded in Matthew's Gospel in chapter 25, the first 13 verses. The parable of the ten virgins. Now, right before that, in chapter 24, you know, Jesus is talking about the day and the hour that no man knows when he's going to return. No man knows what day, no man knows what hour he's going to return, but it's, it's emphasized that you've got to get ready for that returning of Jesus. And the parable of the ten virgins in chapter 25 is illustrating that. It says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and they went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take oil, any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in their jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they are drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here comes the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. And then all of the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps 
And the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are, being, are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both you and us. Listen, instead, he said, Go to those who sell the oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone, on their way to buy more oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others came and said, Sir, sir. They said, Open the door. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour of his return. I know it probably don't seem like it, but I've been preparing this sermon off and on for a year. I really have. Because the Lord had just kept giving me bits and pieces. And he encouraged me to stand up and say something about it. I mentioned this to Mike Crow when he was here, and he said, you got to preach that. Because on May the 21st of 2019, at 10.45 at night, the Lord would not leave me alone. Wouldn't let me sleep. I was, I'd just gone to bed, and I was praying my evening prayer the way that I always do. And I was thanking God for His part in the accomplishments of the day. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this day and for all the things that we were able to accomplish today. And then it hit me. I was thanking God for all the physical things of my life that I had accomplished. Wasn't giving any thought about the spiritual things. And then I remembered the scripture in James's little letter. James, the brother of Jesus. In chapter 4, verses 13, 14, and 15, he says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and also do this or that. You know, we need to be getting ready. We need to get ready. Because we don't know when Jesus is going to return. It may be today. Maybe before this service is ended or maybe tomorrow. We don't know. But we do know that it's going to happen. And we need to be ready. Matthew's Gospel chapter 6, verses 19 and following, he says, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We need to be laying up treasures in heaven. We need to be thinking about the spiritual part of our life and not just the physical things that we do each and every day. Lord, help me to make this house payment. Lord, help me to make this car payment. Lord, help me to do this or that. You know, we need to do that, but we also need to think about 
Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Matthew chapter 24, as I mentioned already, says the day or the hour is unknown. Even Jesus doesn't know when he's going to return. But only the Father in heaven. In order for us to be ready, we have to get ready. And then we have to stay ready. The other passage of scripture I want to share with you this morning about getting ready is in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. And I'm just going to read just a, a part of that because I just want to get this point across just for part of it. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have within you. Always be ready to give an answer to people who ask you about who's Jesus? Why do you go to that church down there? Why do you pray? We need to be ready to give an answer for those questions. That's part of our life as Christians. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. And then we need to get ready. We need to stay ready. We need to walk with the Spirit each and every day in our life. Allowing people to see Christ in us. Be ready. We're going to have the invitation time now. And I've already talked about all of that. You know, Scripture tells us that no man knows the hour of Christ's return for His church. And since we don't know when He's coming back, then we need to get ready and stay ready for the great and terrible day. And I mean that, the great and terrible day. It is going to be a great and terrible day. It's going to be a great day for those who already know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When that trumpet sounds, signaling Jesus' return, that's going to be such a beautiful sound to those people who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you look up into the clouds and you see, and that's going to be a beautiful sight of seeing Jesus return in the same way that He went into heaven. Scripture tells us that the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those of us who are still living will join them in the air. And it says, and thus we'll always be with the Lord. But it's also going to be a terrible day for those people who have not accepted Christ as Lord of their life. Those who don't serve Him each and every day by their life. On that terrible day, that sound is going to be a terrible sound. I believe Scripture says that people are going to be looking for a rock to get under on that day. Whatever your situation is in life, if you need to accept Christ as Lord of your life, won't you do it today? Get ready. We don't know when He's coming back. We do need to get ready. Stand and sing the invitation song.